2: to the legend behind Labamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked
4: in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John
2: Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the
5: Abraham Lincoln
4: Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: He's accused of randomly
6: punching strangers. Do you regret it? Yes, yes I do. 19-year-old Alfred Lewis spoke with me about how he feels about it now. You know, I just made a mistake and everybody makes mistakes. This is the video in question. In it, you can clearly see Lewis striking a man in the head from behind before he turns around in shock. I know like from the video, all you see is like the bad part about it, but what people didn't see was that i shook his hand after and how i had gave the man a hug that is something we cannot verify nor can we confirm that another man seen in the video getting punched and grabbed later left on good terms according to lewis i really didn't expect for it to just go so left you know before you go out and you do anything that you feel is bad or that could look bad Make sure, like, people know or just don't do it at all. Huh? That's a young psychopath, there, I believe. So, yeah, so I actually said off the air when I called for this clip this is the story of the kid in Texas who was sucker punching people. he just walk up behind people who are walking down the sidewalk in the park or whatever and blast them in the head, punch them in the head, knock them to the ground. And, uh, and it's one of those TikTok things or whatever, social media trends. And anyway, um, when I called for this clip, I said, it. I hate to play another the world is going to hell story. On the other hand, the world is going to hell. Um, what, what is it what the... Kids today has been a common theme probably since the caveman. But there's something culturally off. Did you see... The, the kids that ran over that cop on the bicycle, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, horrible story, and if you, don't watch the video if you haven't seen it. They're laughing and joking about, hey, there's a guy on a bike, watch, I'm going to hit him. And They didn't know it was a cop, but um, it was just the idea of running into somebody on a bike. And they run into him, kills, kills the guy. They thought it was hilarious. Uh, then they're in the courtroom two days ago, laughing at it and mocking the wife of the dead cop for having run over her husband. How do, how do you get there culturally? Well, it's individuals. I don't know if
4: I would attribute those horrible characteristics to a much wider group of people. But if people actually act out that sort of incredible amoral lack of human decency, put them in a cage away from the rest of us.
6: You don't think there's more of the I'm going to sucker punch this person for TikTok thing going on than than there used to be. I mean well, there's TikTok. Certainly didn't more exist. T- I mean specifically. TikTok, yeah. Um, but but just yeah. the, the the idea of I'm gonna there, there's something about the um and 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 it's it exists in a less disturbing way. Just the nothing's real if it didn't end up on social media. I mean they they video they they recorded themselves running over that guy in the bike laughing about it and posted it. That's how they got caught. They thought it was hilarious. There's some weird disconnect between reality and posting things, and things that are posted don't count or something going on psychologically. Yeah,
4: you know, I think that's uh, you're building on the theory I've been trying to figure out for a long time, and that's to what extent the virtual world is in addition to real life, and to what extent the virtual world replaces real life, real relationships, Real experiences.
6: Right, and and real ramifications, which people right. don't seem to think. Th- because I posted it on social media, that's not the real world, so I won't get real world penalties for this. I th- Or
4: something? I don't know. Or the other people involved aren't real people, they're just part of my video that I'm going to post. Yeah, I don't know. Psychologically, it's weird, though. Yeah,
6: I'd say... I'd say, yikes. I mean, because I mean, it's kind of, is it the, fl- or maybe I'm wrong. Is it the flip side of like, if I don't record my proposal and post it, it doesn't count? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like a tree falling in the woods. If this wasn't posted on social media, it didn't happen. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's all
4: related. That's the only reality people are interested in because that's where they get like mass validation. I mean, if I like struck out the side in high school baseball, I wasn't going to get 150 likes because there was only you know 40 players and 20 fans involved in the entire game. So the validation was immediate.
6: There, teammates, parents, coaches, etc. That was it. That was all I expected. So I posted a picture of myself in my Halloween costume on. Twitter last night and i'm just thinking right now did i do that in my mind i'm doing that because we're minor celebrities doing a radio show where interaction with the listener base increases value blah 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 but well not only that we described it and people might want to actually see it I hope that's what I'm doing, or am I doing the same thing I was just talking about, where like I, I dressed up in a costume and it's not real unless I post it and get other people's reactions to it, which would I find sick and twisted. But maybe that's what I'm doing too. I don't know. Yeah, I've got to admit I've kind of cooled
4: to that whole thing just because I feel myself wanting the validation
6: of the likes and retweets and stuff like oh. that. And I
4: just yeah, I don't I want to get sucked that, into that in my
6: life. No. But is that driving any of the running up behind somebody and punching them in the head? I just, I don't feel like It's all related, absolutely. I don't think you'd be running up behind somebody and punching them in the head if you weren't going to record it and post it. There wouldn't be enough. I don't know how you'd get any sick pleasure out of it anyway, but there wouldn't be enough enjoyment or whatever word would be appropriate if you just walked up behind somebody and punched them in the head in the park. But if you record it and post it and other people laugh, then it's, the, the juice is worth the squeeze. Yes. Yeah, again, you get validation for that.
4: I'm, And, you know, to quote the great sage P.J. O'Rourke for the five millionth time, whose idea was it to put every idiot in the world in contact with every other idiot? Um, whether it's child molesters or furries or fascists or uh, anti-racist transgender activist weirdos, Everybody gets validation that their ideas and actions would never get in their community. And so it's this weird, if I can find 100 people who say, nice job, sucker punching some old lady, well, then I feel good about it and I'm glad I did it. You would never, ever, ever get 100 people to give you that validation in real life. But no. online, yes, you would. And so this young man who sounds like a complete psychopath and whose soul is probably not salvageable um, went ahead and did it and, and is making excuses about it and claiming that, hey, we shook hands and all was well after I sucker punched somebody and brought them to their knees, which Oops. is about 0% likely.
6: Well, certainly that crowd of kids that laughed about, "Hey, I'm going to run over this guy in the bike," and then they did, and they killed him, and they're still laughing about it. They're—I feel like they're unfixable. They yeah, need to be right. sure. locked away from society forever, um, you know. And then, uh, for slightly different reasons, but some of the same reasons, Hamas videoed all the stuff they did, the horrifying things they did, and posted it. More validation, more likes, more finding the tiny sliver of the world that agrees with what you did to make you feel like you're doing the right thing, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. And they're militant enough, the the supporters of that sort of thing, that you get the idea that there's lots and lots of support for it because it's loud. Anyway, Grimm, Grimm's fairy tales. I thought we were going to talk about the Biden family. I thought we were too, but I derailed it.
6: You derailed it. it. You're a derailer. So coming up, we have to to give me the tease because I don't even know it because I was busy. You know, doing wholesome stuff with my kids and trick-or-treating and seeing neighbors, and everybody was very friendly, and it was very, very nice. It was like, it's like the world that I thought existed, but maybe is I decaying. sat at I home
4: know. in the dark, drinking and, and mumbling to myself grimly about the, the troubles of the world. Okay, here's what we're going to talk about. It's now clear how the Biden influence peddling scheme worked. There are enough transactions now. We've followed the money enough to get it. I'm not sure it's ultimately going to mean anything because he is old and decrepit and is practically through with his uh, days upon the stage.
6: I will say this on the trick-or-treating. If you want to go legend, it's so cheap. It costs a little bit more, but you give out the full-size candy bars. The reaction in the street among all the kids, it was just like, that house is giving out full-size candy bars. No way! I mean, it's just the the amount of attention you can get for spending like $2 more. <laughs> wow. Speaking of cheap validation, yeah. Wow, super. <laughs> the kids just, they'll remember that house for the rest of their lives.
4: <laughs> That's why I give out a multivitamin to every child. <laughs>
6: I still like the rotisserie chicken giveaway. Yeah. guy, We got that text earlier. guy who worked at Costco was giving out rotisserie chickens. He probably gets to take them home after work or something. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish I would have stopped by that. All right. One
4: us. chicken each, kids. Just one each. There you go. Happy, Don't be thanks, greedy. Yeah, happy Halloween. Right. <laughs> okay. All that stuff on the way. Stay here.
5: Armstrong and Getty.
3: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Apparently a lot of people don't know what the bird test is, which I'm sure there's like a better name for it, but that's wild to me because I live and die. By the bird
0: test. Research has shown the single biggest determining factor in whether a happy relationship will last. When one partner says, oh, that's a beautiful bird outside, does the other partner respond with something like, wow, that is beautiful? Or do they blow their partner off and ignore the bird?
4: Now, uh, okay.
6: All right, very brief there. Very brief. I think I get that. I, I've talked to my kids about that sort of thing whenever they uh, they don't behave the way I think they should. Hey, if somebody's excited about something, try to be excited for them. It doesn't cost you anything. Or at least validate what they're saying. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's funny how things come down to the basics. I remember we played, we had audio of a guy who had been married for 75 years, I think it was, and we he was going to give the secret to a happy marriage. And as I recall, what he said was, um, he said, uh, take out the trash, lower the toilet seat, and say, yes, dear. And I thought, here you got a guy married for 75 years, and he gives us, like, sitcom cliches. Do better, old man. Be better. But then as we chatted about it and I thought about it, I realized, and I actually said this. This is part of my speech at my daughter's wedding a year plus ago. Um, What that translates to is be helpful, be considerate, and be agreeable, as opposed to unhelpful, inconsiderate, and disagreeable. Right. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, that's really good advice.
6: Yeah, and that bird test thing, that is interesting. I will keep that in mind, uh, both for my kids and for my own relationships. Yeah, if somebody says, oh my gosh, whatever it is they're cited about. Yeah, they're sharing what's in their heart. You blow them off,
4: that's going to hurt their feelings a lot. Right, right. Kick him to the curb. That day, that's what I say. That day, one strike, you're out. Low tolerance. Anyway, uh, moving along. So a quick story and then the significance of it. The probe into the Biden family's alleged uh, influence peddling uh, bribery thing uncovered Hollywood lawyer Kevin Morris's connection to the $250,000 loan that had been wired from China that was already known about. But nearly five weeks after the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability's review of Hunter Biden's bank accounts found that Hunter... Who was And this was when Joe Biden was the veep, had received received w- wires for the sums of ten thousand dollars and two hundred fifty thousand dollars at their shared Delaware home. Further investigation determined that debt had ba- passed along to Morris, the, the Hollywood lawyer, super Democrat funder guy. You may recall his name coming up. He paid Hunter's tax bills for him. You remember that? The latest findings of the attorney already known to have footed more than two million dollars to cover the younger Biden's delinquent tax payments and seemingly covered travel expenses to child support hearings has been made after review. review um, collected by uh, documents collected by federal law enforcement, we could get into the particulars of that. It's a little complicated, but the point is, um, why is a Democrat donor taking on Hunter Biden's China debt? If that is indeed alone and it raises serious ethical questions, the White House must answer. So we could we could focus in on that particular thing. Uh, but I'd rather go with this uh, uh, written by I think
6: this is Jonathan Turley. Why did it just go weird like that? But You know, to the to the fact that nobody but the New York Post or Fox covers these stories. I How many stories did I read about Trump? I'm, I'm thinking of one. I think it was the Washington Post did. This real far-fetched, you really got to extrapolate a lot of stuff. Uh, Trump owned a building that had a certain number of Russian expats living there and funneling money and and, 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 and all kinds of different stuff. And that's why blah, blah. I mean, all of these complicated, didn't turn out to be anything that they would do full stories on in the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. You got something way more concrete here. Yeah, and nothing.
4: And this piece by Turley charmingly opens with a description of the uh, classic holiday film *It's a Wonderful Life*, where George Bailey holds back the crowd who who was making a run on the bank, saying, "You're thinking the, this place all wrong. The money's not here. Uh, your money's at Joe's house. Joe's house right next to you. That money's at the diner down the street, and and that sort of thing." And his point is, that's a pretty good what time, Jimmy is it? Stewart. Yeah, so the point is to leap ahead. The whole selling influence and loaning the money back and forth is how the Bidens ran the family business. Uh, While Biden's brothers and son had few discernible business skills to market, they did have access to him and to sell. What is new now, according to House Republicans, is an emerging pattern of how the Bidens turned influence peddling into the equivalent of the family's personal savings and loan operation. Money moving between key family members was labeled as a loan in one or more instances. And Hunter's claimed other money as loans from China to China, whatever, a framing that not only offered plausible deniability, but non-taxable income.
6: Ah,
4: Two IRS whistleblowers who testified before House investigators in July highlighted the use of a loan, allegedly to evade public disclosure and taxation. Hunter allegedly took large payments from dubious foreign sources and listed them as loans, despite no evidence of repayment or any standard loan agreement. This month, House investigators discovered that in 2018, the president's brother, James, received two loans, totaling $600,000 from AmeriCorps Health, which they described as a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator according to the company's bankruptcy proceedings it made the loans and this is a quote from the bankruptcy based upon representations that the last name biden could open doors to new overseas investors on the day he received the second loan transfer james biden sent a check for the same amount two hundred thousand dollars to joe biden as what loan reimbursement and then we're running out of time but Uh, Just after Biden announced his candidacy in 2020, Hunter Biden received a $250,000 loan from a Chinese businessman using the address of his father's Delaware
6: home. And there are multiple other examples. There you go. This story is not
0: over.
5: Armstrong and Getty.
3: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Right now is is not the time for a general ceasefire. It is, however, the time to consider pauses in the fighting.
6: Um, Okay. so that's uh, John Kirby may ask about a ceasefire and saying not the time for a ceasefire. I I don't I don't get why. Well, I do understand why. But uh, media just nonstop, relentless with the whole ceasefire. When's there not going to be a ceasefire? Why isn't there a ceasefire? What keeps them from a ceasefire? How soon does a ceasefire? When Hillary Clinton came out herself and said people who are asking for a ceasefire don't know who Hamas is. But all of a sudden Hillary Clinton who is your like lodestar up until recently doesn't count her opinion. Ceasefire is a ridiculous idea. According to
4: anybody knows what they're talking about. What an obscene suggestion given the hor- given the horrors of the Hamas attack. Don't punch back. Don't do anything about it. Just
6: sit on your hands. So I'm going to change directions a little bit from what I was planning on. So I'm going to set up clip 41, Michael. So this is Ian Bremmer. Actually, I haven't heard this yet, but I have followed some of his Twitter. Uh, and I agree with his tweet. Not getting nearly enough attention. The headline, 24 attacks have targeted U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. Our forces have been attacked 24 times. And I am in agreement with the crowd that's saying, times do you get to attack our forces before we're at war with you i mean what you can attack us our troops 24 times and we're just there's a strike here and a strike there with nobody getting
4: hurt what well Is- some people got hurt nobody's been killed but i see your point sure that seems well, like and a as really, long as they farm it out to their proxies,
6: uh, well, it's their proxies, not them. Man, that seems like an incredibly tepid response to 24 attacks on our troops. Yeah. Absolutely amazing, including a contractor's been killed. And you know, the whole bat game, we, we use contractors so they're not called troops, so we got some sort of different political and financial and legal cover, but... Um, I, I I really think this is a mistake to not be pushing back harder on this. But anyway, here's Ian Bremmer talking about the likely involvement of the United States in this whole mess.
1: Basic question. How close are we to this war becoming uncontainable?
6: Well, uncontainable
4: implies there's no stopping it. Um, I, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I think we've passed the tipping point on trying to contain it to Israel and Gaza. Uh, i think it is going to become a broader uh, regional war and i also think the americans will be involved Uh, let's be clear that uh we've had 19 months of russia war in ukraine not one american serviceman or woman has been injured uh no americans involved in fighting against the russians that is already not the case here and the attacks against americans civilians military bases in the region we are absolutely going to see that in a significant way over the coming weeks and months, and the Americans will respond, so this is a war that the United States will be directly involved
6: in in Bremer's prediction, a war we will be directly involved in I think so too. I think we have to be I'm shocked we haven't we aren't already with that many attacks on us, but uh, so that's going to be juicy and exciting and spicy, won't it
4: yeah, I think the the thinking is I'm reminded of churchill's uh, admonition not to stop and throw a rock at every dog that barks uh iran is trying to show that it's worthy of its position of leadership in the axis of a-holes by shooting some missiles in the direction of our guys occasionally one gets close enough that there's some traumatic brain injury and i would never ever uh you know minimize that injury and its effect on people uh, our brave service people but um I think they would love nothing better than to provoke us into overreacting, depends who you ask, uh, some giant act of war that would then fire up the Muslim world against the great Satan. I think they want that, and I think our leadership is not going to give them that treat. Well, I I'm hope not, you're and, right, and I'm not. I'm not confident that that's the right way to go. I just, as no, far as I, I can discern, uh,
6: discern that's the thinking. Well, we started the show talking about how, uh, as a fan of history, I've always thought, right? Well, it would have been really interesting to live through some of these, uh, you know, big moments in history. Well, we're living through a big moment in history now, and what we're all learning is uh, history is easier to read when you know how it turned out, and then it's very easy to pick who was smart and who was not. You used a Churchill quote there. Well, Churchill clearly wise as this went this way and that went that way. Um, But if you decided that let's not throw a rock at every dog that barks. Hitler's doing this. Hitler's doing that. We won't respond. He wants us to respond. You know, it depends on how it turns out Mm -hmm. Um, in the end. It's quite possible, quite possible that allowing Iran to attack us 24 times without really responding is inviting hella attacks on us. By, by not showing any backbone, by not saying, no, 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 you don't mess with us at all. It's like a guy just shoving you and shoving you and shoving you, and somebody's saying, he's just trying to provoke a response. How many times is he going to shove me and hurt me before I get to respond? So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, Joe Biden is definitely the, the knock on Joe Biden, as far as I can read his history, is always being the, the, the doesn't react enough. Wouldn't go after bin Laden, always it's so... Yeah, he's Mr. Indecisive. Right. And and who who knows? I don't know. I don't know. What would Eisenhower have done? What would Reagan have done? Maybe the same thing. I don't know. I, I think there's a chance we may know within weeks whether or not it was a good idea to let Iran do this as often as they have. And I agree with Ian Bremmer that it's not getting near enough attention and discussion. So, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, yesterday he was testifying. We played the um, clips of the protesters, which got most of the attention. But he said some other stuff. I ha- do. You want to hear this? Laying out one of the atrocities. I've heard this is pretty compelling. But I actually, I actually yeah, heard fifty-seven. It. I think it absolutely ought to be okay. uh, played. I,
4: I want to echo something we said previously that you pointed out that the secretary of state of the united states was testifying before congress of on important matters uh, during a critically uh, historically pivotal time and uh, we everybody uh, stopped that story stopped the presses in favor of an idiot is yelling an idiot is yelling because some you know moron overeducated underthinking activist chick started screaming about Mexico and walls and Palestine and the rest of it, that we pushed aside the the important stuff in favor of an idiot is yelling. So, yeah, let's get back to the testimony. Uh, A
5: family at its breakfast table at one of the kibbutzes. By the way, the profound irony of attacks on kibbutzes, the very people who most ardently believe and want a future of peace between Israelis and Palestinians, a future of two states. Uh, A family of four, a young boy and girl, six and eight years old, and their parents around the breakfast table. The father, his eye gouged out in front of his kids. The mother's breast cut off. The girl's foot amputated. The boy's fingers cut off before they were executed. And then their executioners sat down and had a meal. That's what this society is dealing with. And no nation could tolerate that.
6: Uh. (laughs) good ceasefire ceasefire cease well the Biden administration's against the ceasefire because they're grown-ups as Hillary Clinton's against the ceasefire and uh and most of the people on the right are against the ceasefire because it's ridiculous and good for Anthony Blinken for going ahead and laying out remind you once again what you're dealing with here who you're you're asking for a ceasefire you know and they have some legitimate uh con- you know uh, grievances Pfft. man that is some story Good Lord, who can do that? How the, the, the human psychology of being able to reduce some other humans to non-feeling entities that deserve that is uh, an interesting quirk of the human mind. It's practically necessary for war, for a
4: lot of war, dehumanizing your enemies. And once they're dehumanized, uh, and you're in the the fury of battle or the attack or the the rape or what have you, you know they're all, you know this is so damn grim. But you know you you brought us having read that the famous book about the rape and Nanking. Kings. Some Japanese soldiers found themselves doing things that w- would have been incomprehensible before they did them, and were incomprehensible afterward.
6: Yeah. Uh, A little more from Anthony Blanking on Whack-A-Mole, and uh, I'm on on his side on this argument. Some of you are, some of you aren't, as I look at the text line, but we'll get to that right after this. Yeah, that's fine. Dissent is absolutely welcome. A
4: quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Before your life goes into overdrive with the holidays, protect your home with Simply Safe Home Security. You can get a brand new system today for
6: 40% off. Wow, forty percent off! Yeah, so we'll give you the code and all the info on that in just a second. But the um, they win all kinds of different awards, including from U.S. News and World Report is the best security system out there. Even when it's much less expensive than a lot of other security systems, and you order it, you order it to custom, you know, to whatever your needs are in your home. It comes to you; you can set it up yourself, or you can get great help online or on the phone to help you set it up if you like. Simply Safe is comprehensive
4: protection for the whole home with advanced sensors that detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, HD cameras for both inside and out, powered by twenty-four-seven professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day—half the cost of traditional systems. For a limited time, you can save forty percent off on any new system with a fast protect plan. Visit simplysafe.com/slash-armstrong. That's simplysafe.com/slash-armstrong. There is no safe like Simply Safe.
6: Secretary of State Blinken, clip fifty-nine, Michael.
5: This is all one fight. And we have to respond in a way that recognizes that if we start to peel off pieces uh, of this package, they'll see that they'll understand that we are playing whack-a-mole uh, while they cooperate increasingly and pose uh, an ever greater threat to our security as well as to that of Allies and partners.
6: So what is he talking about there? This is talking about the tying the funding for Ukraine's fight against Russia with the Israelis fight against Hamas and how Iran is backing the other side in both of those. They know what they're doing. They're just trying to weaken the United States. And so the the funding is taking on Iran, as again, they've they've attacked our troops twenty-four times in three weeks. Um we're fighting Iran on both of those fronts. Yeah, and and China too.
4: It's it's worth pointing out as they've you know, actively aided and financed Iran and Russia um, in the Ukraine thing and uh, tacitly aided them uh, in the Israel deal. It's just it's all the axis of, as I've charmingly, uh, you know, repeated others, the axis of a-holes. It's just they are trying to strike out against the free world in the name of their totalitarian cooperation. And I think we need to resist it hard. And again, I know a lot of you don't. You think the Ukraine thing is wasted money or that Russia was right or something like that. I think you're out of your mind. But, um, you know, fair enough. Part of the reason the show exists is to argue about these things and and try to look at all sides.
6: Probably a lot of my thinking is influenced by a book I read way back at the beginning of the Iraq War. So this is like, I probably read it, 2004 2005 something like that by a guy named bear former cia agent we've had him on the air before i'm trying to remember the name of the book anyway it was and he, he has turned out to be right in a lot of ways his argument at the time was it's all about iran we've been at war with iran forever we're still at war with iran we need to recognize, they're at war with us. When are we going to recognize we're at war with them? Iraq is the wrong way to go. We're at war with Iran, and I keep, I, I'm still thinking that now. They're, they're helping the Russians against our funding and everything in Iraq, and same thing, obviously, in Israel, and just trying to disrupt us all around the world. They've been the number one exporter of terror in the world forever. How many of our people have they killed in Iraq the most of the soldiers that died were at one, hand, one way or another at the hands of iran or funded by iran mm-hmm. i just his his argument was always it's inevitable when are we going to get it on
4: wow well the intellectual left in in america decided no we can reason with them we can bargain with them we can come to the table and and
6: talk them out of it jeez and up until recently they were like what 60 days away from going to get a nuclear weapon i sure hope that's no longer on the table I'm not sure why it wouldn't be. They're still working on it as hard as they can. And all the giving them $6 billion and money isn't fungible and they're only allowed to use it for humanitarian aid. Remember all the stupid things that were in existence before October 7th?
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm more worried about the fact that uh, the Texas Rangers appear to be wiping up the floor with the poor beleaguered Diamondbacks. 3-1. What was the final score last night. Oh, it was 11-7. The D-backs came back. Uh, interesting. This, but the series is 3-1? It is indeed. 3-1, Jack. Best of seven series. Four games. Four wins. You're the winner. I could I could go out and buy a Rangers hat if you want me to extend the series for you. I, You know what? I'd even pay for it if that would still work. <laughs> I don't
6: know how that juju actually works. It's very complicated. Uh, more on the way. Stay here.
2: My friends a bit ago described me as dog-coated, which became like my favorite thing ever and now I can't stop using it. Specifically, I love pointing out when my friends do something dog-coated. You scare a bird away, dog-coated. You dig a big hole while we're at the beach, dog-coated. Or like I collect bones, which is an extremely dog-coated hobby. I was telling one of my friends that I literally have a squirrel buried somewhere that I need to unbury for the bones and they were like you're you're literally a dog.
4: That's a man in girls' clothing who identifies as a dog. And, by the way, you're supposed to take him seriously.
6: Anybody who says literally with that tone, I'm not going to agree with on much. Literally? I don't even know what to do about this. (laughs) (laughs) Unplug the Internet. We got this... um, I don't know if that was... Halloween-related or not? But anyway, uh, that doesn't sound like it was a Halloween costume. That's just a lifestyle? Yes, correct. Yeah, that's your uh, freakazoids. But we got this text. I trick-or-treated at Michelangelo's house. He was handing out 55-inch televisions just to show how worthless they are to him. (laughs) 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 Once you've gone 75, he just... You'll never go back. Exactly. Um, so I was trick or treating with uh, a few people last night. We we're just kind of following the kids around, and I was talking to another dad. And I was so this is anecdotal evidence. I did a survey of one and found somebody who agreed with me. Now I'm going to tout it as something, but um, I was surprised, given what I know of him and his family, that he was he was in complete agreement. With, I don't I don't I think my kids are going to go to college, and I doubt he thought that before. In fact, he may have stated it, because I said to him, our kids are the same age. I said, when my kids were born, I set up the college fund stuff like a lot of people do and started donating money with just the assumption my kids are going to college. Now, unless unless they've got a specific thing that you can only learn by going to college, I'm in no way pushing them toward college. And he was in complete agreement. And I know surveys, polls have shown that it's going that direction for a lot of people. And I just wonder where that's going to be in five, ten years as well you've got all the experiences out there of people being in debt and uh, looking back and thinking what did i get for this money or 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 unhappy with the career choice they had or wishing they'd had a different major because you picked something weird and random that doesn't do you any good
4: or the uh, you know bizarre ideological uh you know indoctrination convinces you you're either a girl or a dog or both i was a little confused by that but um yeah we've seen the <laughs> Approval numbers for American colleges and universities plunge like Joe Biden's. So, yeah, what's going to be in five years? Because the pushback against the woke crowd has started in earnest, thanks to the Hamas attacks and the, the reactions on college campuses. It'll be interesting to see how sustained that is.
6: Yeah, I didn't even get into the, the crap they teach him makes him bad American stuff because I don't know what his politics are and I didn't want to open up that whole kettle. But yeah. I just thought it was interesting in the kind of area that I live in and knowing these people the way I know them that they were like also, yeah, unless there's some specific reason. I don't know if college is what we want to do. How quickly did that change? Yeah, yeah. But, you and know, what's you're re- next? You reap what you sow. You make something incredibly expensive and of no value... In fact, it may even make, you know, maybe to the detriment of your child's future, certainly in your eyes as a parent, yeah, you're going to get a lot of these attitudes changing. You're right. Yeah, it's like the price
4: of cars is uh, doubled, and yet they don't run anymore. (laughs) You can't drive them. Uh, It turns out, poll show,
6: fewer people are interested in buying cars. Yeah,
4: that would happen. Because everybody's
6: bought cars for a long time, people just keep buying cars. No, that'll end sooner or later. It will. Uh, If you miss a segment, subscribe to the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
3: Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.